Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. Well, how are you this morning? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good day. And I can say that I'm thankful and grateful to have you here with me. It is so gratifying to be able to get the messages. Sometimes you call, sometimes you send emails. You respond on our website, johnsonwim.com. And you send me different things from time to time that are very thought-provoking for me. And it's also helpful because it allows me to be able to understand what kind of questions you're thinking about based upon what's going on in America today. Well, we have an interesting show today, and this one, well, it starts out as a bit of a Debbie Downer in the fact that I was recently introduced to a woman who has now become my client who was referred to me, and we'll call her Teresa. And Teresa was just a normal married woman until she wasn't. She recently lost her husband to a very long battle with cancer. And Teresa was 62 years of age, or is 62, just recently lost her husband probably about six months ago or so. And what I realized very quickly in speaking with this woman is that she really felt as though she was alone, and she really felt very embarrassed. She felt very insecure about this whole idea of retirement and money and what to do when it came to saving for retirement and spending in retirement. Everything seemed very foreign to her. She was very intimidated by it, and she had friends, and friends would try to give her advice. They'd try to help her, but she just felt so dumb when it came to this idea of retirement. And what I realized was that Teresa was suffering in silence. She would nod her head. She would peacefully agree to get proactive and to ask questions when her friends would ask her if she was getting any help with respect to her retirement and the money that she was left behind from her husband. But she really didn't even know where to go. She didn't know what questions to ask. And this feeling of uncertainty was just absolutely permeating this woman's life. Well, to give you a little bit of backstory, Teresa, just a 
really good woman. She is healthy. She's 62, and she is currently working as a part-time suburban bus driver. Basically, she works in the public transit business. She doesn't make a lot, maybe about 1200 a month, and she basically transports disabled individuals from wherever they need to go to doctor's appointments and so on and so forth. And in losing her husband, everything obviously was very overwhelming for her. She was going through so many different emotions and feelings. And finally, she accepted some advice from a friend who was a client of mine and came to see me for a consultation. And it wasn't long before I realized that she was really sitting kind of as this island. She didn't have any idea that being 62, that she was eligible not only for Social Security benefits, but she was eligible for survivorship Social Security benefits. Her husband was about five years older than she was, and obviously she is eligible to draw a survivorship benefit off from his work record. Here she was trying to make ends meet, trying to basically live on $1,200 a month, live on a shoestring, and she wasn't making it. She still had a debt on the house. She still had a debt on her automobile, and she was feeling very lost and very stressed. She certainly wasn't having any fun. She certainly wasn't able to relax and let her guard down at all because she didn't feel as though she had the money. To kind of compound the problem, she had inherited retirement from her husband, but she didn't understand it. There was all sorts of different accounts and all sorts of different types of money, and she didn't understand the differences between traditional IRAs and 401ks and Roth IRAs and post-tax non-qualified accounts. She was continually worried about running out of money because she was so young, and yet her thinking was, you know, how am I going to be able to continue to survive and live based upon this job? I can't work forever. And once the job ends, how am I going to be able to create income? She had very little money, so little at the end of the month that she wasn't able to participate in any kind of a retirement program. Her husband did have an advisor, but this advisor was an insurance agent and he was an older fellow and he was looking to retire. So all of these things were kind of compounding upon her. And she didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to make of it all. She didn't know the questions to ask and really felt quite alone. Again, she was absolutely suffering in silence. Well, it was interesting because, as you know, if you're a regular listener to this program, our radio show is powered by the Retirement Income Store. And so her friend, I think, was very wise because she said, you know what, you don't even have to talk to Matthew first. I just want you to go to the Retirement Income Store Dot com And I want you to just look at the website. I want you to be able to read over some of the material that's on the website. And this is what really gave her a bit of confidence to understand that she was able to reach out and to find someone who was willing to educate her at her level using plain English to help her solve the problems that she knew that she had, but she couldn't articulate what they were. And so I want to spend a good deal of time today just kind of discussing Teresa's case because I think that there is too many people and individuals in this world that are going through the same thing. It may not be identical to Teresa, but on many different levels and maybe in different ways, there's always a little bit of intimidation when it comes to retirement. And intimidation can come from many different reasons. 
So the first thing that I wanted to address with Teresa that I felt was major priority for her was to understand Social Security. Social Security is going to be one of the most major spokes in your wheel of retirement. For some people, it can make as much as three quarters of their retirement income. And Social Security is a system that we should all be very thankful and grateful for. We've paid into it all these years, and it's something that we know is going to be there for us. But so few of us actually take the time to become educated about Social Security. Social Security is a system that obviously we're not able to draw on at any time. We can start Social Security at the age of 62. And depending upon when our full retirement age is, we're going to either A, get all of our retirement benefits from the system, or we're only going to get a portion of our Social Security. For Teresa, because she was 62 years of age, she could obviously turn on Social Security for herself if she wanted to. But in this case, the biggest contention was that her husband had been a career man. He had had a good career. He had made good income for them over the course of his working years. And so, therefore, looking at the idea of turning on a survivorship benefit was going to be a huge saving grace for her. And, of course, we all know that Social Security has changed over the course of time. But in looking into this for her, we realized that the survivorship benefit was going to be able to provide Teresa roughly about $2,000 extra per month. And you can't imagine the feeling that she was going through when she learned that she was able to tap into a retirement program that her and her husband had both paid into, more so her husband. And she was going to be able to see her income go from $1,200 a month to now $3,200 a month. That was going to be a real salvation to her. And all it took was just maybe learning a little bit of the Social Security system. Now, of course, if we think about Social Security, we know that when you reach, say, 66 to 67 years of age, that's going to be full retirement age. And if Teresa would have had the opportunity to be able to go that far with Social Security, because all else being equal, she was doing okay financially, she obviously would have gotten more from the Social Security system. But the reality is, is that sometimes people can't afford not to turn on Social Security. And so in this case, we need to educate ourselves about the shortcomings of Social Security, even though it's a wonderful system. There is penalties that you pay if you draw it before your full retirement age. And certainly, even though she needed the income, she needed the income worse than she cared about the penalty. Now, what happens if you make it to Social Security and your full retirement age, but you're still working. You don't need the Social Security benefit. Well, in that particular instance, you can actually take it a step further. You can wait and delay those benefits and just not turn it on. And when you do, it's going to allow that Social Security benefit to increase by 8%. You see, these are things that you need to be educated upon because it's going to give you the opportunity to be able to get more from the Social Security system. In fact, if you call, 866-290-3837. You let any of my staff know that you'd like a white paper with respect to Social Security benefits. I am more than happy to provide this to you. 866-290-3837. You can also be watching my website. You can be looking at the different educational 
webinars that I put on from time to time that are going to allow you to be able to, in the privacy of your own home, learn about a social security system that would be able to provide you a bigger benefit than what you may have guessed. Now, for Teresa, that social security was really only one piece of the puzzle, though. She was really struggling working, and she knew that she wasn't going to be able to continue to do her job because she had arthritis, and it was very difficult for her to be able to help those disabled people in and out of the bus, the pounding down the road, the long hours that she was having to sustain in order to keep this job. And so we had to look ahead. We had to start delving into what she had. And this kind of brought me to the second biggest concern for her, and that's the fact that her husband had been a good saver. He had saved money, but he had saved money in so many different ways and so many different kinds of money. You see, money is not created equal. We've got money that is pre-tax. Typically, that comes in the form of a 401k or a traditional IRA. And then there's money that comes absolutely tax-free. We call those Roth IRAs. And then thirdly, we have money that is post-tax. That's money that we've earned. That's money that we've already paid the income tax on. And it's basically principal that can earn us interest. It can grow through capital gains. It can uh, earn dividends. And all of this was very, well, it was just very confusing to her. So again, when we think about our money, we have to understand the different types of money that we have. We have to understand the pros and the cons of those different types of money that we're saving and being able to use the right kind of money for the right kinds of things that we're going to be doing once we retire. We're coming up on our break, so I want to delve right back into this and I want to maybe help you better understand the pros and the cons of the different kinds of money that we're allowed to save here in America before we retire. Sit tight. We'll be right back. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Remember the good old days when you could earn 5% on a bank CD? What if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those CD rates? It's possible. And the income specialists at the Retirement Income Store can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Store. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a retirement income specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement. Matthew Johnson is your local income specialist in the Mason City area. He's the president of Johnson Wealth and Income Management with over 30 years experience in the financial services industry. And he's helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Johnson, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, call 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. If you stuck around, thank you so much. And if you're just joining us, I want to say welcome to the program. 
Today, I'm sharing a story with all of you of a recent woman who became a client of mine who needed some very basic information with respect to retirement and what to do. And you may be in the same position where maybe you don't have a situation where you lost your spouse like Teresa had lost, but you certainly are kind of somewhat intimidated by this issue of retirement and all the different types of money that exist. And that was the second issue that I helped Teresa with. You see, her husband had been a good saver and he had been working basically right up until the last, say, month or so, struggling with cancer. And he had been working for a employer who had provided him with retirement program. Most of us are blessed to be able to have retirement programs in the form of a 401k, 403b, 457 plans. Maybe even we save in traditional IRAs. And there's all pros and cons to those sorts of programs. But the biggest benefit is the fact that it allows us to be able to save money pre-tax. This means that the money is able to be deposited before we even get our paycheck. Well, for Teresa, her husband had been participating in a 401k. She really didn't understand what a 401k was other than the fact that it was a savings vehicle. She didn't understand that it was all pre-tax and that once he had passed away and had become hers, that she needed to make some specific moves with that money in order to be able to save herself. You see, remember that she was only a transit bus driver. She was only making $1,200 a month. And so therefore, she had very, very low income. And so I helped her understand that because she had lost her husband, one of the best things that she could do was to transfer that money from the 401k, totally tax-free, into a traditional IRA. Now, the reason being was very simple. I find that there's really three major reasons. The first is that when you have a 401k, remember that it's a growth tool. That means that 401ks are mainly designed to be fairly simple, very cookie cutter in nature, and their basic investment component is 401ks. Now, Teresa really didn't have a lot of sense of security in her life, and she knew that the stock market could be risky. Her and her husband had talked about it in times past, and now that she owned this 401k, she couldn't dream of what it would feel like if she lost money. And so by taking and rolling and transferring that money from the 401k to the IRA, she was able to get greater control of the money where she could invest it more appropriately in the IRA. 401ks are just simply quite constricted to mutual funds. The second thing was that she needed money and she needed money now. She needed to be able to withdraw some of those dollars in order to be able to pay off some bills and make ends meet. And outside of Social Security that was going to be turned on but was probably going to take a couple of months, the IRA was going to afford her greater tax savings. What do I mean by that? Well, you see, 401ks are their growth tools. They're designed to accumulate and for savings. They're not really designed for distributions. And in this case, if you have a 401k or a 403b and you take a withdrawal from that type of an account, when it's not really intended or meant for withdrawals, it's going to mean that you're going to pay a mandatory 30% withholding. Now, for Teresa, she certainly was not in a 30% tax bracket. That 30% represents and breaks down to 20% to the federal government and 10% to the state of Iowa. 
So in this case, literally 30 cents on every dollar was going to be going to tax. By rolling that money tax-free into the IRA, it was going to afford her the opportunity of being able to have much, much less taxation on a mandatory basis because there is no mandatory taxation on IRA withdrawals. The third thing, which she was very conscious of, was that of cost. She didn't know what she was paying for keeping those dollars in those mutual funds in the 401k. And I can tell you from experience, the 401ks, even though they look pretty cheap on the outside, they can be very expensive on the inside. Fees add up. Fees matter. And the reality is, is that those fees are going to continue regardless of whether your mutual funds are doing well inside the 401k or whether they're not. And so being able to help her understand that the 401k was something to be rolled to the IRA so that she could invest it more appropriately for income, as we're going to talk about in a moment, she could reduce her costs and she could reduce the amount of taxation that she got from that money. All of that was very, very helpful to her. Now, here's the thing. She was really afraid of running out of money. In fact, she had this money. She had a good deal of money, but she was afraid of running out of that money. Most of her concern was coming from stock market volatility. She knew that the market was high and she knew that the market wasn't going to stay high forever. She knew that it could go a little higher, but she also had been through the dot-com bubble. She had been through the Great Recession of 2007, 8, and 9. And she didn't want to lose that money that she had inherited from her husband. And so... In this relationship now, as a fiduciary with Teresa, I was able to help her understand how she could take the money that she had inherited from her husband's retirement and turn it into income. You see, when we invest, we can invest either for growth or we can invest for income. When we invest for growth, we know that we're taking on inherent risks of that of loss. And if, you've, if you're going to play the game, well, you've got to be able to feel comfortable in paying the price. Well, with Teresa, her money was too precious. She simply was not a gambler. She knew that she was too late in life to make it back if she lost a big chunk. And so what was the answer? The answer was to understand that once she moved the money from the 401k to the traditional IRA, now the world was her oyster. She could invest any way she wanted to. And my suggestion to her was that she became educated about the use of fixed income. Investing in a world in which it has a lesser degree of risk, but it would still be able to provide her an income without cannibalizing her principal. Now, let me share with you this principle if you're unfamiliar with it. You see, when you own a mutual fund, if you want money out of that account, you have to sell shares. And every time you sell shares, you're cannibalizing your principal. Now, what value those shares are going to be in the future is anyone's guess. They could be worth a lot or they could be losing price and value. And what would that mean for you? That would mean that you would have to sell more shares. And what does that mean? It means that when the market recovers, you may not recover. So the idea of being able to invest in things that were going to provide her a very steady stream of, say, three, four, five, six maybe even 7% on her money year after year was very attractive to her. Something that would have a lesser degree of volatility and something that would provide more predictability for her. 
Obviously, things can change within the fixed income world. You can have corporations that do default. But if you're working diligently to proactively play defense, those things are definitely in the minority. Now, for her, addressing this issue of income so that she could have income off from her principal instead of cannibalizing it to get income now alleviated her mind of that fear of running out of money. So, if she had more income through the survivorship benefit after being educated about Social Security, she learned that she could roll her husband's 401k to an IRA and create income for herself. Now, it afforded her the opportunity to be able to participate in her own employer's retirement program. Saving is a big issue for people today. And I think few people understand that they're going to need more money than ever in retirement. The cost of goods and services continue to climb without of printing money. And so my question to you is, are you saving even yet late in life and are you saving enough? For her, she couldn't afford to save a lot, but saving a good, say, 7 to 8% of her income from paycheck to paycheck seemed to be a good amount now that we were able to create income for her based upon the resources that she had. But then that came to the last issue, which was this insurance agent that was really her husband's financial advisor. This advisor was an older gentleman, and he was a captive agent. He worked for a fraternal organization. And though I know that he had tried working diligently to work with her husband, basically he knew that he was getting ready to retire, and he was being candid with her, explaining to her that really the only thing that he had was annuities. Now, annuities can come in many different forms, but the type of annuities that Teresa had or that her husband had invested in, I felt were going to be working against her if she didn't understand the true meaning and the true mechanics of this annuity. Now, the annuity that she had was what was referred to as a variable annuity, and it's called variable for a reason. It means that it can vary. It means that the primary investment tool within that annuity is stock mutual funds. This meant that it had done well as of late, but it was certainly something that was not going to guarantee her that the balance would be there if the stock market fell. In addition to that, once we did a little investigation with the company, we found that she was paying in excess of 3% in fees within that variable annuity. This is the reason so often you hear me talk about variable annuities, and if you have annuities in general, have them checked out. Be able to have a conversation openly with the company or with another advisor, preferably a fiduciary, who's able to help you understand the internal workings of that annuity, because it may be okay on the accumulation stage, but those fees are going to be working against you when you're on the distribution stage. What do I mean by that? Well, in this case, if Teresa had started taking, say, 5% from those annuities, but she was being charged 3% in fees, now that's an 8% withdrawal rate. And so, again, this is the reason why I stress working with an insurance agent, we all have them in our lives. They're good people. They try to do well for their clients, but they're limited in the tools in their toolbox. And this is the reason why working with a fiduciary, I believe, is a very good thing. What is a fiduciary? It is a financial advisor who is held to a higher standard than that of, say, brokers or insurance agents. 
They typically have a broader scope of tools in their toolbox, and they typically have many more tools that they can use to help you in the world of investing. For Teresa, these things were certainly something that did not make sense to her all at once, but little by little, understanding what kind of money she has, how she can get more from Social Security, how she can get her principal working for her so that she's creating an income. All of these things are now able to give her the chance of success and having a successful retirement. My hope is that you too find some connection with Teresa and you reach out for the help that you know you need because it's no option to suffer in silence like Teresa. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step, reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.